Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. And welcome back to Cats at Night. This is Rita Cosby joining John Katsimatidis, also still with us in studio. Former New York State GOP Chairman Ed Cox, also former New York Governor David Patterson, and also Judge Richard Weinberg, and of course the great John Katsimatidis. Um, we now bring in Dan Henninger, of course, the deputy editor of The Wall Street Journal, uh, had a really powerful column about the border. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for being here. This is Rita Cosby. Great to have you here. Good to be with you, Rita. You know, we just saw, by the way, a few minutes ago, this is really interesting, Dan, um, a comment from it's, it's coming actually from two different directions, Pelosi and also New York Governor Hochul, two big Democrats, as you know, basically saying that the Biden administration must take ownership of the ongoing migrant crisis, uh, saying that they have to help. You have to call it a humanitarian crisis. They're not going after the open border, but they are saying you got to help us because all these migrants are coming to all these different communities. What's your reaction to that? That's kind of interesting news that they're sort of taking on the Biden administration somewhat. Wow, that's really interesting. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, they must be reading your column, Dan. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're covering backside they're, politically. They're, they're getting calls from uh, Mark Kelly in Arizona and Catherine Cortez-Masto <laughs> in Nevada. Really, uh, th- this has become a problem for them uh, at this point. At you know, migration has obviously become an issue with a lot of voters. Uh, sending those migrants up to New York and Chicago and Washington has gotten a lot of publicity, and uh, people are appalled at what's going on. And I think it's having a real effect, and Hochul and Pelosi are aware that it's suddenly not going their way. I mean, President Biden and Kamala Harris have essentially checked out for two years on this issue. And the question I raise, I mean, I know what you guys think of it. I think the politics of immigration may be getting flipped right now. I mean, the Republicans have been tagged for years now as being anti-immigrant, notwithstanding their arguments that it's about uh, rule of law. And the progressive Democrats have always self-defined themselves as pro-immigrant. But that's all kind of being exposed now as a fraud. Uh, The sanctuary cities were fake. You've got a Democratic president of the United States doing nothing about two million people coming into the United States, wandering around the country, small children abandoned. I think the politics of this is beginning to turn around and that there's an opportunity out there for the Republicans to uh, be seen as perhaps the people who, if they take that opportunity, to, to try to do something about what's really a tragedy and an embarrassment. And, and the killing of 140,000 Americans with the uh, Chinese fentanyl coming across the borders with the Mexico uh, cartels. Right. Exactly right, John. I mean, the fentanyl opiate crisis has been running alongside of this. And, you know, cities like Columbus, Ohio, are just being wrecked by uh, the fentanyl crisis. And a lot of people across the country are aware of that. And they know the fentanyl is just coming from one place across that southern border with Mexico. So this is adding up, I think, altogether to a, a potentially huge political problem for the Democrats. And Dan, it's Richard Weinberg again. And you point out in your column today that the Democrats have now lost their moral authority on this issue. Would you explain that? Well, they are the ones who have used issues like immigration to uh, take the moral high ground against uh, Republicans all the time. 
and they were moralized basically basically is the right word about the subjects like uh, immigration and at crunch time under pressure it is being shown to be just all talk uh, i have to say some of us are, are a little bit startled by that um, how it can be that just hundreds or several thousand uh, migrants come into a city of new york of 8.8 million and the mayor is declaring a crisis and begging Joe Biden to bail him out with money. Uh, one might have guessed or expected that these um, progressives in these northern cities would have done a better job of stepping up. But it turns out the emperors really have no clothes. And I welcome, think welcome to Martha's Vineyard. Now get out. Yeah, right. 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 They were there. For, and you know, the thing I'm thinking of, too, um, you know, Dan, as we're talking about all this, is in the midst of all this, right, they come to New York City and you hear, you know, Mayor Eric Adams and other people saying, you know, Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis, bring them up here. But then they never talk about those secret flights um, and many of them that even continue just recently into Montgomery, New York. It's like the hypocrisy. I think the average American, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, sits and goes, wait a minute, you know, uh, you're not talking about the tens of thousands that came in secretly from the Biden administration. And the other thing, Dan, uh, that you don't find, I've never seen it on any of the night network news cited that 2 million immigrants have come into Texas and into Arizona and only 20,000 here in New York and New York's in a panic that's demanding a billion dollars from Washington. And that's what they get in a day across the border yeah. almost in the day. But it's never right. cited. I mean, to put it in perspective, the networks just don't say that. They don't. And uh, I think we have to credit Fox News for staying on this story the way they have. And a lot of it has just been showing the images of the people coming across in the tent cities in Texas and damage that's being done to property owners down in Texas. I mean, they've been simply overwhelmed by this inflow of uh, humanity. They're making some of these cities third world cities. Yeah, they absolutely are. And again, guys, I, I, I find it an embarrassment. We're all here in New York City. We see the Statue of Liberty a lot. We know what it stands for. And somehow the simple idea of opportunity, uh, rightly defined, is being traduced by this process. And Joe Biden's the president. He has to bear some responsibility for it. And boy, as you're suggesting, if Governor Hochul and Speaker Pelosi are now calling him out on it, they've got a big problem. I go back one step Further, with respect to the drugs that are coming, particularly with respect to fentanyl, you said the car- comes from the cartels. Actually, the chemicals come from China. And the question is, how good a, a customer is it for you? Maybe with cocaine, maybe with marijuana, maybe with other drugs. But fentanyl kills your customer so quickly, just a small amount. Is there something else going here, Dan, with respect to it coming from China, the chemicals? No, I- Breaking news, and- WABC. And sorry, we got to interrupt you. Um, we just got these details. This is coming from Fox News. And all of you guys, I want to get your reaction. Of course, we're here on Cats at Night. It's saying that Trump loves the idea of testifying before the January 6th committee, according to a source close to the former president. Trump would use his testimony to showcase how Pelosi did not call up the National Guard, John, like you were talking about. Well, thank you, Rita. I said a little while ago, if I were him, I would testify. Wow. That's a, and John, it goes right to the security issue because all along, in fact, today, 
they showed Pelosi and Schumer saying, oh, gosh, this is bad. We should call up the security. And there have been reports that, as we just talked about, all of us, that a week and a half before Trump was saying, call the National Guard, let's get security, that Pelosi would have known and acted like, you know, suddenly it was a brand new detail on January 6th, John. And that goes right to it. In fact, if you want to call me, I'm going to report the real facts is, is what he's basically saying in this report. Dan, what do you say about that? Uh, uh, but I will add one political detail. Uh, we've talked to some of the Republicans running the uh, House uh, reelection campaigns, and they say the January 6th committee is being brought up almost by no Democratic candidate out there. They are not running on this. But it looks like right. Trump wants to make a, uh, yeah. a an example. Sure. And, uh, it, you know, he'll get up there and talk for as long as they want to talk. And uh, will they turn up. off the TV set so, so it's not broadcast to anybody? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dan, what no. do you think, to John's point, do you think it'll actually happen now that he's saying they said we're subpoenaing him? He's calling their bluff. What's going to happen, Dan? I think they, they can't back down on this, can they? If they're going to subpoena him, uh, he's going to go up there. The question is whether it's before the election or after the election. Uh, it's kind of kind of the same question of whether the uh, prosecutor in Delaware is going to move on Hunter Thompson, Hunter Biden before the election or after the election. I hope uh, it's not before the election. Be up, we're all going to be up late on election night. <laughs> yeah, we yes, sure we will are. be. Well, Dan, we're going to have you back on again soon. The deputy editor there of Wall Street Journal, Dan Henninger. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.